Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Impossible Until Possible. Uh, today I have Jody Hill with me who has an amazing backstory and has built up an incredible law firm down in Leeds. So we met in Dubai and I could tell there was something in Jody that I just had to get her on and pick her brain a bit and um, here we are. So Jody, thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me. God, yeah, we met in Dubai. Forget that. <laughs> Here we are in sunny England. <laughs> yeah. So you're actually you've just come back from traveling Thailand, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Thailand. Well, I actually went back to Dubai for a bit, and then I went to Thailand for like nearly three weeks. Cool, cool. So, um, I mean, what I want to touch base on today is the lifestyle side of, I guess, business and mindset and everything that goes with it. Your I know we were having a chat offline about life design and the fact that you want to spend a certain amount of time away. And, you know, I do a lot of that as well with my businesses and have intentionally created that flexibility. Yeah. So let's just wind it back slightly for the audience and the listeners. Um, who is Jody and how have you come about and kind of, you know, what do you do on a day to day basis for your businesses? Of course, yeah. So, so I'm actually a, I actually trained as a barrister and cross qualified as a solicitor. So, quite a traditional, I suppose, profession in the, in that sense. And in 2017, I had a really bad mental breakdown and left the profession. Decided I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore. Was actually quite unwell for about a year, and gradually started getting back into to law because I was kind of thinking, ah, crap, I've got a mortgage to pay, and all I know is mm-hmm. how to be a lawyer. Um, and actually, kind of found my purpose again, and 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 almost like revisited my why and you know why I wanted to become a lawyer in the first place, and that drove me to set up um, Thrive Law in 2018. So a, a lot of people say it's a bit nuts to go and have a breakdown and set up a law firm. <laughs> I would agree. Um, but it, but ultimately, it was it allowed me to create my own culture, my own firm, my own rules to to change the way that we deliver legal services, to change the cultures that we have in law firms, and to provide a psychologically safe place for me, but also my team. Which goes back to your point about life by design, and you know, creating a workplace where I I enjoy being there. So you know, other people are, who are like minded are attracted to that type of working. Uh, and I suppose that lifestyle as well, because, you know, traditionally law firms, they just work ridiculously long hours. They're always at the desk. You can't, you've got to be there till the partner leaves. And it, we just, it's just such a toxic environment. And, you know, for me, I just saw a different way of doing it. So yeah, that was like three and a half years ago now. Um, so we've got a team up here in, in Leeds and then a team in London, um, people over in Manchester as well. So about 15, 16 people now across the UK. Amazing, amazing. And you were potentially looking to set up in Dubai as well, which is why yeah. you were out there at the time. Yeah. So uh, so I think what, what struck with me when we were chatting in Dubai was, I think after uh, you were saying you were going on to a wellness retreat uh, yeah. for a few days. So I could tell that that was, you know, and looking through your Instagram and stuff, that is an important aspect of, I guess, you and you as a person. Has that triggered through the mental breakdown or was that something you always did beforehand? So I'd, I'd say I was always interested in wellness and mental health beforehand, but, I, but now it's more that I suppose my life is led by that because I don't ever want to go back to that place. So I integrate wellness and exercise and self-care into everything that I do. And that's not just in business. It's, you know, my personal life and, and I suppose every aspect of my life and part of it, even like when I met you and we were out in Dubai, I was out there working, but then I took myself to a retreat for three days, did loads of yoga, completely reset, turned all my devices off and just had like 
me time and, and that reset time for me is really important. And that's partly why I go away every year for at least two to three weeks, because it actually takes me quite a long time to wind down because I'm very, uh, you know, as you know, I'm quite, I'm quite fast paced. Um, but also that means, you know, running your own business, you're like that anyway, I think, but I have ADHD and anxiety. So my brain is just constantly going. And so yeah. it really does take quite a long time to relax. If I don't do all the little bits, plus the big long break, my brain will just not be able to take it. So I kind of know what my triggers are and I'm really conscious of that. And I'm conscious to practice what I preach as well, because I think it's really important if I'm saying let's do this and then I don't do it, then it's not very authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, there's very few people will actually come out and, you know, say they've, they've, they've got it or, or accept it and, you know, work on it like you do. I mean, I have a very conscious routine and I guess I know when I'm, getting you know stressed and it's building up and you know fine well that's going to lead to an explosion at some point whether it's with your wife your kids you know or somebody at work you can feel that in yourself what um do you practice meditation and things like that on a daily basis as well yeah so I find meditation harder having ADHD your brain is um all I can explain it as is just there's a lot of stuff happening all the time so it's quite hard to to quieten the brain which they always say you need to do it more if that's the case (laughs) however the way that I practice meditation is with movement so with yoga or walking so I try to do breathing exercises in those more I suppose like my mind is focused on the movement so then I can Mm. relax a little bit more so I'd always say like find what works for you like sometimes just sitting up sitting still for half an hour meditating just doesn't work for people it's about finding like the right level um, of of relaxation for your brain and like that I suppose that mindfulness it doesn't necessarily have to be meditation could be mindful walking could be finding like an activity I like to surf because you can't think about anything else other than hitting the waves (laughs) Um, you know so there's little things like that where I'll integrate those in so it's not necessarily um that's not a daily habit but an activity that I will look forward to because I know my brain will be able to fully switch off yeah Um, but I'd say like daily stuff I do I do daily journaling um and I find that really helpful gratitude at the beginning of the day and reflection Mm -hmm. at the end um and part of that I try and integrate meditation around those times um and daily walks with the dogs and that's for me is kind of like the turn on and the turn off from the day because we didn't don't have the commute anymore and just like when you talk about routine like that routine for me is really important you yeah. know going from being in a busy city centre office to being in my living room for like nearly two years is a very big change so there's having I suppose creating those positive routines around the new environment has been really important yeah, I think you see that in a lot of successful business people. They do have a very boring routine that they stick to on almost yeah, really a boring. daily basis <laughs> by, by, by the hour. You know, I mean, I'm the same, like from 4.30 till yeah. 11 nearly every day. You can pretty much guess exactly where I am. You know, you don't need to put a GPS tracker on me. You'll yeah. know exactly where I am, same place. So how um, your, your mindset work and the work that you continually do, how do you think that's impacted your business results? think it's impacted it significantly in the sense that lawyers don't really think in that way I think it's a service uh, industry so it's very much you know time for money and one of the things you know obviously taking it self-care into consideration means less time in the business but what they don't get is actually the person that's in the business is more likely to be productive and less issues with sickness so I think having that different mindset has allowed me to first of all shape my business model in a different way but also to implement a culture that actually does work, which most lawyers would have said, no, well, that just won't work because 
you know, they're not billing all the time. And it's that kind of, I suppose, that fixed mindset around how law firms should work. And that's allowed us to go into the tech industry. It's allowed us to go into well-being, into training. So we're now a full service organization that is led with law, but has this holistic approach to well-being and to culture and to training, which firms just are so far behind with this stuff it just takes <clears throat> absolutely ages for them to get there and now we're partnering with an organization in dubai where we'll be creating the ip for the um, platform that is an absolutely huge global organization but we're going to be creating that now if we were in a massive firm they probably would never have approached us but because i'm so open and honest and, and clear about what i stand for they wanted a lawyer who was specializing in employment law diversity inclusion and well-being i was like well, here I am. So, so, but you know, had I not have taken that quite bold approach, I don't think, yeah. you know, and, and I had to have the right mindset to get to that because it, for me, that was about being authentic. And I think so many firms and so many business owners just aren't, they, they, they do what they think everybody else wants them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a, a brave move as well. I think, you know, I think sometimes you have to take risks and think outside the box slightly in what you're doing and, and you've clearly done that. So what, um, if you were to give, some of the listeners some some sort of tips on you know a lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs they're probably trying to build a business around another business or a job more than likely what they've got and they're looking to most of them will probably be property focused but for me business is business and property is just the product you've got your legal side as the product and the business model is the same so what would be your I guess top tips from start up to where you are now both in terms of you know, actual business tips, but also in terms of looking after yourself as well. Wow, that's loads. Okay, so from the, start, <laughs> from the startup point, um, I think the key thing I would say as a startup is like, know what you don't know and, and make sure you get the right people around you. I think one of the things people try and do is be the best at everything in their business and you just can't do that, you'll burn out. So I was really clear when I set up, I'm not a finance person. And I don't do this. I don't do that. So I got the right people and I just outsourced them. So I still have the same structure as a massive firm, but they might do one day a week or one day a month. So making sure I had the quality there for the business and the, and the support uh, rather than just trying to do it all myself, because you end up just like either burning out or getting it really, really wrong. Um and then that then allows me to free up a bit of time. So whilst it is a, a bigger investment in the first instance, long term, it sets the right foundations for the organisation so that you can grow in the right way rather than you kind of controlling stuff and go, oh, I don't want to give that away. Mm-hmm. So I know what everybody's like. You're always like, oh, I'm just going to keep that task. Um, so and, and I suppose like knowing when to delegate as well, you get to the point like where we are now, like I'm delegating to various partners to HR teams to marketing like the delegation has gone from not just me and three people there's like entire departments and um you know external partners as well so understanding like when to do that and how to do it and how to communicate effectively I think is really important because we in our heads will know exactly what's happening as entrepreneurs because it's all stored there um one of the things I did in the first year was pretty much write all of that down so I could have a holiday. So, uh, you know, having a holiday when you're an entrepreneur is is very, very, very difficult because you don't switch off and people know you know the answer. So if you can create some form of processes um, right at the beginning, getting some of that stuff on paper, then when you start to take people on, you can get them to develop that. And it means that when you're off, they know, well, if this happens, there's that process for that. So I know who to contact. So I suppose it's like a little bit of, self-awareness as well like understanding what is it that you're doing and and how can other people help you but also making sure that you get that downtime and you're not going to get that unless you start to delegate properly and communicate effectively with how they can do 
the, the tasks when you're away because you're always going to go oh well I could, it's only one call or it's only this but the reality is you do you do need to switch off and I realized that this time because I didn't get away last Christmas and so it's been like I have been away but I've been working there's a big difference people see on social media like you're always away and I'm like yes but I work in lots of countries so (laughs) it's you're not switching off and that's that's why I did that retreat when I was in Dubai because I needed a break and then the same why um, I have the the downtime over Christmas because I worked out that's our quietest time so Mm -hmm. find out when is your quietest time and that's probably the best time to have a longer break and make sure you have people there who can just cover for you so that you can fully just switch your phone off yeah. And I mean, I can't even remember the last time I turned my phone off for probably 24 hours. I don't but, think uh... I've turned it off. off. I turned the apps <laughs> off there. So what I learned to do this time was like to, to, to dull the noise. So I only kept certain apps on. So if it was an emergency, you can contact me on this app, but all of my work related apps, my emails, I turned the internet off the mobile data so I could right. use my phone still without everything popping up and you go oh I'll just check that so it's, yeah. it's the temptation isn't it when you see you're like oh it'll only take me a minute and then you're in a rabbit hole of doing emails which is not good yeah no I know one of my previous mentors he used to say every every month you should have a technology reset which is basically a day without any screen devices at all no phones no tv no nothing and it just clears the mind and I, I I did attempt it once. Um, <laughs> this one time. <laughs> well, it just as you just get sucked back in so easily. But I will say, the day I did do it, I remember the day felt like twice as long, mm. and it was great. Do you know what I mean? You felt like you had so much time, and you just it actually felt like, what are we going to do next? How am I going to fill yeah. my time in? And you, you, it makes you realize how much these devices actually soak our time up. If we're, as you say, you get tempted, and then. Before you know it, you end up on Facebook checking an Instagram message, and then before it ticked, you know, and you're just like everywhere. All you did was go in to check what time it was on your phone. Yeah. Do you know, I find as well, Apple watches do that so I didn't take my Apple watch on holiday because what I used to find was I'd get a ping on there and then I'd get my phone, and every time I tried to just relax I'd have my watch on so I didn't know what time it was which is a really weird feeling when you like have such a structured life but I had a couple of days where I didn't have my phone on me I put it in the room and I just went outside and I was reading a couple of books and I did I find it really hard to read um not because I'm I'm unable to read but I read a lot with my work and yeah. and so it's not really for me it's not a fully switch off time and it opens my mind and I start and end up having to write loads of things down so rather than having my phone there and I'd normally write the notes I just have had a notebook by the side of me and I was like, I'm going to keep my phone over there and for like the whole day I didn't even know what time it was or anything I just read this whole book and I'd, I'd literally never done that before but I couldn't have done it if my phone was there because I would have rabbit holed into a, an, an app or something yeah. <laughs> just soaks your productivity but yeah. Um, yeah no great advice and on the personal side on, on the sort of self-care side what would be your kind of top tips from what you've learned from your experiences so far and where you yeah. are now I think it's really important to learn when to say no, because when you're a startup, you want to take every opportunity and you want to do everything. Um, but you ha- there becomes a point where you can be a bit of a busy fool. And I, I, I find it, I still find it difficult because I want to help everybody. And I want to say yes to stuff, but I think you've got to work out like what's worth your time what's worth what's worth your energy because otherwise you end up really busy and you end up feeling very burnt out so I suppose setting those boundaries I think personally has been really important understanding like what I can and can't take 
on rather than doing everything for everybody all the time um and making sure i have exercise every single day so even if it's just a walk um the journaling every single day like there's just some small things that i just do every day and then try and factor in some slightly larger things on a weekend and then like like the big holiday like once a year so having those like small habits medium size and large habits that you factor into everything so it's i don't think it's just one thing um it's a bit of a lifestyle choice um, and I and I take a lot of time to then reflect. So on that longer holiday, I'll reflect on the whole year, like look at like where, what I want to work on for myself, not just the business. Um, because, you know, like I, when I set my firm up, I wasn't, I'd never managed a team. I'd never run a law firm. So I'm learning how to be a leader. I'm learning how to grow with my team as we grow. And, and I'm, I acknowledge that, you know, we, as, as leaders and business owners, we st- we're always growing. So I think there's a, making time, I suppose, for me to continue to grow as well, rather than just running with it. Um, yeah. So that's that's something that it helps you feel less anxious as well, because if you're continually learning and investing in yourself, especially when I have anxiety, it, it does certainly help you, I suppose, feel more confident in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I think, I mean, I've interviewed so many successful business owners on the podcast over the years, and there's definitely a few common themes coming out, which is, you know, as you say in there, routine, gratitude journaling meditating self-care with your exercise putting time away for yourself and then you know that all filters back into your business and expanding all the time you know I think as entrepreneurs you never stop learning do you I mean I can walk through Dubai airport and I get an idea or you know just the daftest things can trigger you to be like right oh that's a great idea then you before you know you're on you're on a whiteboard and you're writing it in front of your team and we're like right let's execute this but I think that's just entrepreneurs in the main I think and um and don't worry if you're listening to this and you don't feel like you do that sort of stuff it doesn't mean you can't be an entrepreneur because a lot of the skills can actually be learned yeah by just getting around the right people so I know you're in a rush and um you know I I thank you for your time you dropped some absolute fantastic golden nuggets for everybody um if people want to connect with you how can they get hold of you so on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, it's at it's at I am Jody Hill, and then Thrive underscore Law is our at Law Firm Instagram. Superb! Oh, I'll have to check the TikTok out. I haven't checked. Oh, that oh out yeah, yet. I've got, it's only a personal TikTok, not a Thrive one for now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think TikTok. I mean, I joined it. My marketing team were like, "You've got to join TikTok." It's like what all the cool kids are doing. I was like, "Well, for starters, I'm not a cool kid." I've seen your TikTok. But <laughs> but, but um but okay, I'll give it a go. And sure enough, like it gets so much exposure for all the businesses. So it's fantastic. But you do feel like a bit of an idiot sometimes when they're like, right, you need to do this video and you got to act like this. And I'm like, honestly, I'm not a Hollywood actor. I I wasn't born to be an actor. (laughs) Like, I'm definitely not. I just like doing me. I don't mind speaking on my YouTube. But TikTok, you do like a nice, proper educational video on TikTok. Sensible, just gets no views. You do like something daft and it gets like, Ten hundreds of thousands. Some mine have got like hundreds of thousands of views, and I'm like, who watches this? But um, <laughs> yeah. I only but set then, mine up actually over Christmas, so I need um, it's my my plan this year is to uh, do one YouTube video every single week, and then up um, up up skill on my on my YouTube and uh, TikTok stuff because I haven't I, ha- I set it up last year. And it was one of those things that fell by the wayside, so that's my thing for this year. Yeah, well, if you want any help, I'll give us a shout because I've been um, still learning. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I have had men- I have had mentors on both those that we've worked with. So some some top tips on those and um, <laughs> just learn, learn. But listen, Jody, I'm gonna let you run. Um, thank you very much for your time, you. and hopefully we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Take care.